found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Ken Miller Show, a Wednesday here on 1700 KBGG. For the next two hours, Trent Condon and myself will uh, talk the world of sports with you, localize it as best as we absolutely can. Every Monday through Friday from noon until 2 right here on 1700. We appreciate you tuning in, listening on the radio, or your favorite listening device, or the podcast, which are available uh, for your listening convenience shortly after the show concludes. Speaking of concluding, I'm about to conclude, Trent Condon, that it's going to be a long, cold winter in our state, basketball-wise. The last time it happened maybe was 2008, which saw the resurgence of the dormant Drake Bulldogs basketball program that carried us through January, February, and into March. Don't look now, but the Panthers, Cyclones, and Hawkeyes are a combined, what, 0 for 7? 0-7 in conference play. Your Drake Bulldogs are 2-0 and with an opportunity to push it to 3-0 and tonight as they are home at the Knapp Center and are actually favored to win their game tonight. So, I mean, I don't think we're seeing a repeat here. It's 10 years since this last happened. I don't know. I mean, what I do know, Trent, is watching the Hawks last night, this is not a tournament team. I'm convinced that Iowa State has a lot of work to do, and you and I has a real important game uh, coming up on Thursday um, that we'll you know, spend some time on that tomorrow. But I, I guess we better start with what we saw at Carver-Hawkeye last night. Um, you know what? This, wasn't, this was a game that wasn't as close as the score would indicate. I mean, did you ever feel like Iowa, other than maybe 12 to 10, Right, right. Uh, and that was really the last time I felt like uh, still a filling out process. It would be anxious to, interesting to see which way this one goes. As we go, it didn't, as we know, it didn't go the way we thought it would. Yeah, defense was putrid again. Awful. Another just awful stretch of basketball out of this squad. And second half, they got it to eight at one point. It felt yeah. like, all right, maybe. But it's, it you know what it felt like left? to me? We, yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, it felt like we're seeing this. And every time that they get are able to get within shouting distance, Michigan said, uh uh-uh, and would make a big shot. And Iowa would fall back behind, and they'd try to climb back in. I mean, we see that a lot, right? But they just, it's defense, Trent. Well, that's one of the reasons defense, I mean, you can't fix the point guard at this point. No, they don't don't have a true point guard on the roster. And that was my concern with Jordan Bohannon, watching him play in high school. I felt, I said he was Brody Boyd. He was yeah. he was an undersized two guard mm-hmm. that you could play, you can get away with, but he's not a point guard. Right. And last year, I guess gave. And us what do you remember Brody Boy doing most of all? You remember for his shooting, shooting, right? Yeah, shooting, and you know he's good jumping passing lanes, and he could do those kind of things. He's playing off the ball, but there are also weaknesses to his game, and there's weaknesses with Bohannon's game, and, and it goes to the deficiencies. The guy last night that killed Iowa, Xavier Simpson, mm-hmm. who had fallen out of favor. John Beeline, everybody mm-hmm. anticipated yeah. this was going to be a guy that was going to take over for Derek Walton, 30 minutes a game, yeah. average 15 and 8. I mean, that that was the expectation level. Well, and we, last night, 32 minutes, 15 and 7. <laughs> and I bring that up only because that was another point guard that Fran McCaffrey was in on early. Yeah. One of the favorites for him early on, and then Michigan. So what team. happened? Do you remember? Michigan came in. That's what it was. Simple Michigan as that. In. Okay. Yeah. And stay closer to home and play mm-hmm. for a bigger name brand program. Michigan came along, and we know the Tyler Ulysses and Kentucky came along. Mm-hmm. And we can go on and on and on, but it comes back to the same thing. 
Fran McCaffrey's Siena teams were excellent, and they were one of the first teams in the country to play really two point guards together. They had Ronald Moore, who was probably their best player. I remember him. But they also they played a three-guard lineup, but a lot of times it was with two point guards or guys that you would consider point guards. Look at some of Fran's teams when they were at their best. They had Gasell playing in the backcourt. And who was he back there with? Anthony? No. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Um, Clemens. Clemens, thank you. Number had, five. No, number yeah. five, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had two, they had two of them on the floor at the same time. Yep. The Siena teams were at the best. The Iowa teams were at the best. And now they don't have a point guard. There were times I thought Clemens was the better of the two, yes. by the way. Yes. And there were things that he could do mm-hmm. better, but you played those guys together. And they don't have that. And it's because of recruiting deficiencies. They've tried. It's not like Fran built this roster thinking, well, we can. No, he's tried. But he's also tried to develop guys. Christian Williams, a perfect example of mm-hmm. that. And it just hasn't worked out. And that's what you're left with now. Still a talented roster. These guys individually have talent. These are Big Ten players, but it doesn't fit. And roster construction sometimes maybe gets overlooked and something I think we both overlook coming into the year. And we're not alone, Trent, as we we try to go back and figure out how did we miss so badly. We're not alone. This roster was not constructed correctly. And next year— You saw a lot of parts that didn't fit together, but a lot of very talented guys, but something clearly was missing— and while we thought it might be something that pops up during the season, we thought that maybe they would be able to get around it. Look, Tyler Cook last night played out of his mind, yes. Trent. Yeah. The first basket of the game. <laughs> I mean, that's a complete highlight, right? Yeah. Behind the back, leaves the guy in the dust dunk. You know, that that was, I mean, that was poetic, man. I uh, had to go back and watch that. I was driving home after the show last night. Oh, it was 6 o'clock dip. You missed yep. it, yeah. So uh, I hear Dolph talking about it. I'm like, all right, get home, get caught up, all right, rewind, go back during commercial break. Did he oversell Whoa. it, or was it as good as he said it was? It, it, it was better. It, wasn't it, it good? was better than yeah. Dolph sold it as. It was It was really good. But, yeah, Cook was good. Who else was good last night? Um, not Nick Bear. I mean, Bear did a couple of little things, but certainly didn't help in the score sheet. No. Um Garza, they they gave him his minutes last night. He had a couple of big boards, but his is. I mean, if you look at his worst games, it's against Power Five competition, right? The Colorado game, his numbers weren't there, and the uh, the two uh, Big Ten games earlier in the uh, back in December. Um, who was good last night? Mishi Daly had a stretch. Got a couple of yeah. He had uh, you know maybe about a four minute stretch there, yep, but he also had two just dumb turnovers. Yeah, stupid. And I think he ended up with three in the game, but those. Are, he played five minutes in the first half. Mm-hmm. This was a guy that... And as good was in the second. Yeah. yeah. We, but we saw that five minutes. You combine 18 minutes, though, out of Brady Ellingson and Ahmad Wagner. It's time to shut those guys down. Yeah, I think it is. It, it is. And, mm-hmm. you know... I, Specifically I, Wagner, I yeah, think. Yeah, and I love, I love Ahmad Wagner. I loved yeah. his game, his energy, all these I things. I thought he, he was going to be really good, Trent. But they, they have better guys. They have better options. Mm-hmm. So pare it down. You're going to hurt some feelings. You're, you're going to upset some people. That's big boy basketball. This is the Big Ten. This is, you know, there's a reason that you're getting paid $2 million a year. You have to make some tough decisions. And right now, paring this roster down, if you will, the rotation down, it needs to be done. But is hope lost at 0-3? I think it almost is. The yeah. way the, look, the way they played last night, Trent, the Colorado game was, I don't want to say it was fool's gold. I think we but may, I think we're probably... Um, Picked up a lot of fool's gold in the month of December with the local teams, yep. the three of them that we thought would, you know, certainly you and I and Iowa State uh, as well. Um, but it's, it's just not happening for this team this year. I mean, yeah. they're 14th out of 14. Yeah. 
Where's it? And here comes Ohio State. And then they go on the road and they play Maryland on Sunday night. And I know Maryland's got some, you know, their roster's been yes. kicked in the you-know-whats as well. But I, I don't see it, Trent. I think it's – I don't know what you can do at this point. No. I don't know how you save this. I don't think you turn this around in the middle of the season like this. Not with this team, not the way the roster's no. built. And next year, you and then in... whose fault is that? That's Fran. It's absolutely Fran. It comes back to Fran. And and is is he getting not a pass, but is he getting more goodwill deposited in his bank account maybe in the previous years because it was so bad under Licklider? Yeah, he is. Right, and I think he should. But still, to this point, I think because so. what year is this now? It's got to be God. He's been seven, there. eight, or eight maybe. Eight, yeah, year eight. Yeah. I mean, remember when it was time to get mad again? That was a long time ago. That was. We're still mad. Yes. We might might be even madder now than we were then. He's mad at the scores table, too. That was, I mean, this guy's got to check himself, right? Do you think the score was purposely doing something or somehow that was affecting the the five that were on the floor? I mean, come on. This is you. He's a hothead. Yes. And, And while that's his makeup, I mean, how many times can you play this card before these kids just tune him out? Right, right. And it's the same question that we've had, which I always co- call the Fran fade, which seemingly happened every year. Yes. Right? So he would hit a stretch. Late in the year, patch, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he never was able to pull him out of those rough patches. They, they had the one good run at the end of Aaron White's senior season where they had that Fran fade. They came back, won yep. six of their last yep. seven, got in the tournament, won a game. But outside of that, it is continually. When things go bad. They went uh, out west, did they not? I think where they in spoke. No, nah, not in spoke. They were. The beat Davidson yeah, yeah, but, and lost to Gonzaga. The, yeah. Right, yeah. But where was that? Where, was, it, was it Seattle? I thought it was, yeah. And, and the way the message is delivered over and over again. I mean, I think it's just, it's, it's like, you know, you watch officials. Uh, and, and football games, get an earphone from a coach, and that's not even penetrating them. I just wonder if these kids get to that point. You know, maybe they're scared to death early, and they're they're, they're wide eyed, and they're absorbing everything that he's saying. But sooner or later, doesn't that just bounce off you? Fantastic. I would think. I I played for coaches like that, yellers, and yeah, you get to a point mm-hmm. where. Is used to it, and you're not hearing the message. Anymore. Right, and, and I get why he's frustrated, particularly yes. on the defensive They're end of the floor. They're frustrated to watch. Yes, it's an effort thing or lack mm-hmm. of in this case. I think. And you go from you got to want to play defense, yes. Trent. You have yes. to want to play. And you go from watching Iowa to flipping over then to ESPN and watching Texas Tech. Kansas. What a game last night that was! And the way that they they play. It's not an overly talented Texas No, but Chris team. Beard's just got this team playing as a team. The way they play defense, it, it's, it was such a beautiful thing to mm-hmm. watch. I, I just I love that style of basketball. Hard-nosed, yes. gritty, tough. That's Beard. That's them. That's I'm telling Texas you, can't, Kansas, and look, it's been a hell of a run. But, yeah. but it's, it's coming to an end this year. 13-5 and five win the uh, get-you-a-share of the title. Uh, I don't know anymore. I thought at one point... But there's two. There's a couple of really good teams in this: West Oklahoma. Virginia, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean Kansas could finish fourth. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's still going to be tight up there. They're mm-hmm. they're still going to be okay. You know what? If they lose and they don't win the regular season crown, that's no, it's got to end at some point. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And if there's a season to do it, it's this team. But we'll get to them a little bit later on. But you know, back to Iowa. Just you, you mentioned the defense and just. 
Tyler Cook said after the game, you know, well, we came out a little bit flat. How do you continually come mm-hmm. out flat? It was the same rallying cry back when they were playing in the Cayman Islands. Well, you know, we just didn't come out with that sense of urgency. Well, you have a bit, you're already in a This is hole. Michigan you're sharing the floor with. Michigan is coming into your building, a winnable right. game. No sense of urgency. Right. A run goes and the shoulders drop, the head drops. And that's the other thing. There, there's nobody that can pull them out of that hole. When, when things are going poorly, they don't have a guy that can answer. Tyler Cook still has limitations. Well, they've got to get him the ball. That, yeah. That's the limitation. They have to find a way to get yep. him the ball. And, and if they don't, then it's going to magnify trouble. itself. Yeah. yeah. And he's not a shooter. I mean, he's just an athlete. He, mm-hmm. He's a guy that can but get inside. to watch. He, he really is. He's not great with the ball. He turns it over quite a bit. Yeah. They're but when still, he gets that step, oh boy, it's over. It's over. And, and the explosiveness. Mm-hmm. Has there been a Hawkeye that you can remember in your 20 plus years of being here that had that kind of explosiveness? Boy, there might have been one, but boy, it's. Doug tough. Thomas could dunk. Yes. But he had to get like a running start. Right. Just the out of nowhere leaping ability. Yeah. No, I had. think it's Tyler Cook. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anyone close. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody. I mean, my memories go back to the mid-'80s teams, and there's nobody like this, nobody with this kind of athleticism. He is fun to watch. He needs help. Mm-hmm. Needs help. It's not coming. It's not coming. No. Uh, we'll take a timeout. David Kaplan's going to be here. Bill Bender will be here on College Football. In the 1 o'clock hour, Zubin Mahente, his weekly spot. More Hawks with John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, it's, um, I, I don't want to say it's – let me ask you this before we go to break. Okay. More likely to get back in the thick of things. Iowa, 0-3 in conference, playing in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Iowa State, 0-2, trip looming to Stillwater, 0-2. Big 12, much deeper than the Big Ten. Much deeper. More likely to tease us a little bit. Get us... If they do this down the right. stretch. If they can only win two out of these next three or they yeah. take these next two. And then win in the conference. Or win that one, right. That kind yeah. of, because I think, unfortunately, Trent, that's what we're relegated to it already. Yes, it's right. January the 3rd. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, this is going to be a long But more winter. likely of the two. I think it's Iowa State, and it's because of Even, the conference. Yeah. Because I don't see a ton of wins on that schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's even difficult to map out. 7-11, and 11, which mm-hmm. I, I did actually right before the show. Even getting to seven wins in this conference, it is tough to do. But I'd like you to go over that at some point. Yeah. To see how you're going to get there. Getting to seven. Well, they, better win the, they better win Saturday at 3 o'clock. Yes, and, and that's it's in the must-win category. And then beat them again when they come back here. There's right. two. There's two. <laughs> right. You get Baylor at home. Baylor, I mean, Baylor gave TCU all they wanted last you, night. You steal an upset at home. You beat Kansas maybe at home. Well. You know, you can get there, and you probably also have to be Tennessee. But you can, you can find an avenue. Mm-hmm. And again, it might have to be. Well, but, I mean, you know, I hate I hate that interruption of conference play. <laughs> I've never been a big fan of it. Yeah, it's it doesn't work. No, it, doesn't it just work. doesn't make sense. Outside of one, Kansas plays Kentucky. Well, yeah, that's a little rolling. different, yeah. right? <laughs> but but the other ones just it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, that Texas A and M game was it feels a couple forced. Years ago. It does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but but because of that in Iowa State and the depth, and if you get seven wins and you beat Tennessee, you got a lot of quality wins in there. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be good, maybe outside of the Oklahoma State wins. The other five, six games are going to be quality wins. Iowa's now in a position where they have to go 
12 and 3 the rest of the way. Well, there's no chance in hell that's going to happen. Just to get on the bubble. There's no chance in hell that's going to happen. With work probably still to do in New York City. Trent, 3 and 12 is more probable yes. than 12 and 3. Absolutely. Absolutely. As bad as the Big Ten is, that's sad. Thank God for With the Winter team. Olympics in February. <laughs> Can we watch the hockey? Well, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I will. Okay. I, of course I will. <laughs> uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back with Cappy. Uh, if you're a Chicago sports fan, Cappy's your guy. He's brought to us by our friends at Heartland Flagpoles. Heartlandflags.com makes it possible for us to catch up with Cap. Jake Arietta. A four-year, $110 million tape offer on the table, Trent Condon. Is that good enough? Take it. Is that enough years if you're Arietta? Probably not. Take it. I, you know what? I'm wondering if that might be the best that's out there. I mean, yeah. Four years. That seems. Oh, I hope. I hope that's good enough for Arietta. Yeah. He's uh, he's better than I think he fits mm-hmm. better than anybody that they could possibly bring in to try and uh, take his place. We'll take a timeout. Cappy will be here. We'll ask him that when we come back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself every uh, Monday through Friday from noon to two, talking to local sports with you on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. No lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormone treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Coleman Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there. 2018 is not just a new year. It's also an opportunity to grow your business with top talent. But how do you find it? ZipRecruiter. One click sends your job ad to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. Their smart matching technology will instantly alert quality candidates about your job. That means you'll start getting great candidates with the right experience almost as soon as your job is posted. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. This is how you find them. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. People from businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you better results than anywhere else. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash build. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash build. ZipRecruiter.com slash build. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals, and we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to weather conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. HeartlandFlags.com. Here's their phone number, 800-340-1157. HeartlandFlags.com. Any sport, any team, HeartlandFlags.com. They make it possible for us to talk to this guy once a week on a bare minimum. Well, we get him every Wednesday at 1220, or if the need arises, we pick up the phone and Cap uh, answers at any time for us. Cap, great to talk to you. Happy New Year, David Kaplan. How are you? Happy healthy to you guys, and thank you to the people at Heartland. I got a brand new U.S. flag that will be flying in front of my house when I put it up this weekend. Ah, good stuff. I knew they'd come through for you, Cap. They're good people. Uh, you know, since we're in that kind of uh, thanking uh, spirit, if you will, um, I thank you for the the plan. The, the people that I gave it to, very appreciative. And I listened to Cappy endorsement for months and finally pulled the trigger on a MyPillow. Cap, I can't believe how good that is. Oh, it's the greatest night's sleep you'll ever get. I mean, like you can get different, you know, strengths of the pillow, thicknesses, and I like a really firm pillow. My Me wife too. not so much, so we got different kinds, and man, we sleep like a baby. No, it makes a it makes a huge difference. Well, will Cub fans be sleeping like a baby, knowing that Jake Arrieta is going to accept 110 four years? Any chance of that, Cappy? 
Um, I think that they're still waiting to see just what's going to happen with this market because every time we doubt one Scott Boris, he proves us all wrong. I never thought he would get $205 million for Max Scherzer. He did. You know, every single year that he says, yeah, there's no chance that I'm accepting you know, are going to settle, he ends up getting the deal he says he was going to get. So we'll find out. So uh, Arietta's out there. You Darvish still is mm-hmm. out there. What's the more likely signing in your estimation for the Cubs? Oof. I, I still believe the Cubs want you Darvish more than they want Jake Arietta. I do. I think they really like Darvish. I think Theo has coveted Darvish for a long time. Can they get him? They're not going to go to six or seven years. They're just not. Now, would they go four years and a fifth-year option and a second-year opt-out? Maybe. Maybe. But I'd be surprised if they gave either one of these guys some huge amount of money. Any way at all they would sign both of them, or is that completely off the table? No, because you've already got four starters in your rotation. Mm -hmm. So unless you're trading somebody... And you're not going to trade Lester, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to trade Quintana. I would think you're going to lock Kyle Hendricks up this offseason. So uh, they're not going to give both guys a big contract. And, again, when I said I'm not gonna, you're not going to see them get big money, they're going to get 110 or something like that. That's obviously huge money. They're not going to get multiple beyond four or five years. Mm-hmm. No chance. Cap, I apologize if you and Trent talked about this uh, last week, um, but this happened before Christmas. The rumor, the Machado to the Cubs, and the three Cubs that apparently were dangled out there, one of them will be a starter slash reliever, lefty Mike Montgomery, but the two young guys in Addison Russell, um, who who is a part of that, and of course Albert Elmore, the center fielder, uh, Cap, you got to give up a lot to get a lot. Did that move the Orioles' needle at all? Did they listen, Russell, Elmore, and Montgomery for Machado? I think they did listen. I'm just not sure the Cubs would do that because you're giving up. Let's see. At Addison, Russell came up in 15. So 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. So you're giving up, what, three more years of team. 18, 19, 20. You're giving up four more years of control on Addison Russell. You're giving up, I believe, four more on Mike Montgomery and then Albert Almora, the same deal. So you're telling me Mm. in an age where you've got to be very conscious of what you're spending so you don't go over the luxury tax multiple times or get hit with stiff penalties, I'm going to give up 12 years of young, team-controlled players for a guy that I might not be able to sign in 12 months? No chance. Now, if you told me they could get Machado locked up, Maybe they think about it, but that's just not the way that Theo operates. I don't see Theo being that guy that says, yeah, I'm going to give away all the control for a guy I might lose. Uh, Bears in a minute. I'll save that for Trent. One more on baseball, Cap. We're seeing, I don't know if it, it's it's um, if it's different this year or what the reason is, but it just seems like the market for these big-name stars uh, is slower to develop than it normally has. Now, I don't know if that's teams just saving their money for next year when you have that unbelievable uh, free class of uh, pending free agents. Why is the market as slow as it seemingly is this year? Because I think the players made a bad deal when they did the new collective bargaining agreement, I think the players looked at it and now say, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. Guys aren't getting signed because teams, the Yankees and others, 
don't want to go north of 197 million. And when you have built-in, you know, costs that have to be paid for player pensions and all of the other things that come off that 197, you're not spending to that level. Maybe the Dodgers can, but even they're trying to pare things down because not only is it a very punitive luxury tax if you exceed it, if you exceed it multiple years in a row, now you're also getting penalized with loss of draft pick. So if you're losing draft picks, that's a big problem. That's how you get your young, cheap labor force that you try to develop for the future years. So, again, for Theo to give up 12 years of team control for one year, and then if I want to keep that guy, I've got to give him $300 million? That just doesn't sound the way he does business. Well, we're uh, all decades removed almost now from Denny Nagel and Mike Hampton going out mm. to Colorado. Wade Davis makes his way out there. I know it's a different environment, certainly, with the humidor and what happens in Colorado. Wade Davis, is that going to work in Colorado? I mean, he's a really good pitcher, and they loved him in that clubhouse. I can tell you that. They loved Wade Davis as a professional. Uh, not the most charismatic guy. He really isn't. But they really liked him and the way he fit in there. Now, is he going to fit in Colorado? Tough place to pitch. He does have a penchant for giving up home runs. There's no chance that I was ever, ever going to give him, if I was my decision, ever give him the richest per-year contract in the history of the sport for a closer mm. and do it for multiple years. I think the Cubs would have said, yeah, we'll give you one for 17-point-whatever. They might, might have gone two. But three guaranteed to a guy who has had some injury history in a volatile market that's closers? No. Mm. Cap, what is the next move we're going to hear from the Cubs? What, if you had to you know, go on record, whether it's a signing or I mean, a, a trade, what, what are you hearing? What's, this, what's the, I guess, the rumors, the buzz in Chicago that the Cubs are about to do this, if anything? Uh, I would think the next one that they'll make will be a starting pitcher. Now, I mean, could they make a smaller trade? Yes, but I think whether that is ponying up the money to keep to get Darvish or keep Arietta or get Alex Cobb or land Lance Lynn, one of those guys is going to be pitching here, or the Cubs are going to make a major trade and they're going to go get either Odorizzi and Colome, the closer and pitcher from Tampa. Maybe they'll go get Bearclaw, the uh, closer down in. Miami, and maybe they can get Christian Yelich, but I still think the next move they make will address their starting rotation. All right, Cappy, let's jump into the Bears. No surprise, John Fox done. Ryan Pace, though, with the contract extension. Big surprise. Expect that to happen. Where did you fall when you got that news? So I've been arguing with Tommy Waddle here, who I love dearly, and I so respect his football knowledge, but I said this four, five, six weeks ago, I may have said it to you guys, I know I said it on ESPN 1000, that if the Bears were going to fire John Fox, and it certainly looked like it was going to happen, and now it did, that they either had to extend or fire Ryan Pace, one or the other, no middle ground, simply because, for me, in my opinion, you go out and you try and hire a really good head coach, a guy who has multiple offers. I'm not talking about some guy that no other team wants to talk to, and he's just thrilled to be the head coach. I'm talking about Josh McDaniels, Pat Shermer, Matt Patricia, guys that everybody wants to talk to. I don't believe those guys, first thing they're going to do is look at the quarterback. Do I like 
the quarterback. And if they don't like the quarterback, they're not coming nope. there. Because if you don't have a quarterback in football, you can't win. But let's assume they like Trubisky, and they like Matthew Stafford, and they like Andrew Luck, and they're a head coach that's been fired before, Josh McDaniels, Pat Shermer. Those guys have already had a bite at the apple once and failed. For whatever reason, they've been fired. They may not get a third bite at the apple. Well, if they believe that Ryan Pace is their you know, guy riding on the white horse to rescue them and give them a head coaching position, and they look at the situation and they go, well, let's see. I can go to Detroit, really like Matthew Stafford. I can go to Chicago, I like Trubisky, and I like Andrew Luck. However, Chris Ballard's locked up. He's a brand-new GM one year in, in Indy. He's going nowhere. I like that situation. Hmm, I like Detroit. Their management team is locked up long-term. They're going to be there. Hmm, this Ryan Pace, I like him. I really like Trubisky. However... Ryan has two years left, and they've gone 14 to 34. Mm. Let's assume that he looks at the situation, then it says, you know, I look at Chicago, and I think next year it's going to be a rough year. I think we can win four, five, six ball games, but then I think we should be ready to take a step with all these young players. Trubisky should be ready to win in year three. Are they going to fire Ryan Pace after next year because we went five and eleven or four and twelve or whatever it is, and then the new GM comes in and goes. You know, I'm not actually a Pat Shermer guy. Right. I want to bring my own guy in. So now we've got a brand-new GM with an existing head coach that he didn't hire, and he says, well, you got to let me do my job. I'm buying him out, and I'm bringing in another new coach. So now we've got a whole to-do again. This way, you put them on the same time track. Ryan, his coach, his quarterback. And if in two or three years it's awful, then they'll pay him off his money. they got plenty of money, and they'll move on. But to me, it was a no-brainer. Either fire him or extend him, and I would have extended him. Yeah, I think they made the right move for that very reason, Cap. My last thing for you, and it regarding coaching, but we're going to flip the calendar forward uh, to November of this year. The Bulls are about to start the season. The Blackhawks are underway. Which of the two existing coaches is still with their team? Joel Quinville with the Blackhawks, Hoiberg with the Bulls. Neither, both, or which one, Cap? that are there a year from now? Yeah, that in November, Hoiberg's coaching the Bulls, Quinville's coaching the Blackhawks. Neither one of them will be here. Both be here or which one? I'll say both are still here. Okay. I say both are still here. I think I said to, I think I said to uh, Trent last week that it was, I, I got to give Fred credit. Look, they're only two and a half games out of the worst record in the NBA, they, even though they had that great run of winning 10 out of 12. However... In the end, they're going to trade Nico, I believe. They're going to trade Robin Lopez. I know they've already begun discussions with teams because I had scouts tell me Bulls are going to move him. Zach Levine will come back, but it's going to take time. He's less than a year out of ACL surgery. So in the end, I think they're going to pick in the top three or four. They're going to have one of the worst records in the league. But Fred has gotten guys to play hard. And in the face of a season, we're going in, we all went, and they're not going to win 20 games. Hey, man. I, I got to tip my cap. As hard as I was on Fred when he didn't handle, I thought, the Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, Rondo team, he's doing a great job coaching a really outman team. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Mm, you don't think Quinville just goes just because it's it's time? 
it's time and you're getting rid of the second winningest coach in the history no, of the I sport. Mean, no, listen, he's a great coach. I'm just I, I get it. It's just it seems like the Blackhawk windows closing. And I know I've said that too the last couple of years. Uh but it just seems I think like it might be. Yeah. But I think it's more on the general manager than I do think it's on because of the contract. The head coach. Yeah. I mean, Richard Panic hasn't scored in what, twenty five games? And he gave him he took the first offer they made. Hey, Richard, you want two years at 2.9? I'm in. Yeah, we were stunned by the first offer. We'll take it. Well, that tells you you probably overpaid for a guy that they dumped out of Toronto because they said he can't play. Well, now we're finding out maybe he can't play. So there's one. You look at some of the other deals. Thomas Yurko's still getting a million dollars a year. He's not even on our team. I mean, just add up all the uh, Jordan Tutu. He hasn't played a, a second. Mm-hmm. He's making eight hundred grand. You know, in a hard cap environment, this isn't right. baseball, no, basketball, is. or football where you restructure, or you go over, or whatever. It's we give you sixty whatever million, seventy million. You don't go to seventy million in one dollar. You can't afford to pay guys that can't play big money or a million here and a million there. And Brent Seabrook gets an eight-year deal at thirty-one as a thank you for what he did. Sorry, man, this is business. I'll pay you for what I think you're going to do, not what you did. Last thing, Cap, for you, college hoops, Northwestern takes it on the chin again. A weird year uh, after what they did a year ago, finally getting to the tournament, playing in All-State Arena this year. Uh, how big of a blow is this to the program, the momentum that Collins did, if if it ends up maybe being NIT at best? Well, I mean, the way they're playing right now, I, can you tell me that's even an NIT no, team? No, 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 I don't think so. I mean, so. look, I know they've dealt with injuries, and they McIntosh has been banged up. I'm just telling you, in my opinion, looking at the way they're playing, they're the most disappointing college basketball team in the country. And I am a huge Chris Collins guy. I love him. I coached him back in the day when he was a high school kid. I'm a big fan of Chris's. But this year's team may be the most disappointing. They were picked as a four seed before the season by a lot of the preseason prognosticators. They may not even be in the NIT. Very disappointing. Mm, Thorson news is tough, huh? Uh, it is. It's just, it's tough. Yeah. Boy, that, that was a bad blow for Northwestern. They thought he was going to be back. Great stuff, Cap. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Happy New Year, David Kaplan. Happy, healthy New Year to you guys. Good to talk to you, pal. David Kaplan joining us each and every Wednesday at 1220. is brought to us by heartlandflags.com. Heartlandflags.com. Quick, quick timeout. Bill Bender Sporting News. Haven't had enough college football. I knew it. Neither have I. Neither is Trent. Yes. We'll talk college football with Bill Bender next. He writes for the Sporting News. Uh, in the 1 o'clock hour, Zubin Mahente from ESPN and John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself, noon to 2, Monday through Friday, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiesportscards.com. Start spreading the news. 
Variety's Black Tie Gala, New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their full potential. Get your tickets for Variety's Black Tie at varietyiowa.com backslash black tie. JCPenney has everything you need for the new year. Friday through Sunday only. Find up to 60% off throughout the store on select items. Like coats, winter accessories, boots, and activewear for the family. Get select men's outerwear, winter accessories, and exertion activewear for 60% off. Plus, keep the kids warm with 60% off select coats, hats, gloves, and exertion performance fleece. Got a gift card? Use it today in-store or at jcp.com. Hurry in, JCPenney. Offer valid 1-5 to 1-7. Offers represent savings on regular or original prices. While supplies last, some exclusions apply. See store at jcp.com for details. I met someone. You hear it a lot from people on Match. Because more people have met their someone on Match than any other dating app. Everyone wants to find that meaningful connection. And Match is not only number one in first, but second dates too. Now here's a free offer for our listeners. Go to Match.com view for seven days free. That's seven days completely free to search, view photos, and connect. This free offer is found at Match.com view. That's Match.com view. Match.com view. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR. Carrie Ann's Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Trust, quality, value. 
Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Let's spend a few minutes with our buddy Bill Bender from the Sporting News as we talk uh, college football and have uh, throughout the entire season, which still has a few precious days remaining. One game, well, two if you include James Madison and North Dakota State, and I will. Bill, Trent, and Ken, Happy New Year. How are you, Bill Bender? Hey, guys. How's it going? Happy New Year. Uh, good. You know, I want to start with you. I want to start with Michigan and, um, and and Jim Harbaugh and the fact that, look, they're paying him a lot of money. Uh, I would think if you polled Michigan fans, um, their enthusiasm is nowhere near where it was when they were able to, you know, to get him back to Ann Arbor to take over the head coaching duties. What does he have to do there? It is, is as simple, Bill, as just... Well, until he finds a quarterback, they're going to struggle, and it's uh, a head-scratcher why he can't find a quarterback. What's up with Michigan and Arbaugh? Beat Ohio State. That's it. I mean, like, every other criticism to me doesn't really land because I looked it up yesterday because I'd heard all these, and um, they have the fourth-best record in the Big Ten since he got there. They're a half game behind Penn State. They're, you know, behind Wisconsin, but they don't play in the Big Ten West, and they haven't beat Ohio State. To me, that's really it. They do need to find a quarterback. They do need to do something with that offense, which was awful in the bull game. But, I mean, Shea Patterson's coming. I would anticipate some coaching shakeups. And I don't think – I think things are perceived as bad because it's hardball. I don't think they're as bad as, as they are, but they need to beat Ohio State. You know, you mentioned Shea Patterson. Just real quick, let me follow up on that. Has there been any uh, decision made as to – is he going to be immediately eligible? Not just him, but I guess all of those kids. I unless I missed it, Bill, um, and it might have it might have happened. Have they been given uh, their clearance to play next year? That those kids that leave, they haven't. I would anticipate that they would, though, given the circumstances. Um, you know, when you have a coach get put on probation, those kind of things. Right. But I think they'll get be given immunity, but we won't. You know, it's that's a process that will probably stretch into February, probably spring ball, but. That's the other part of it, though, guys. I don't think Shea Patterson's like – you can't just say, well, Shea Patterson's coming, Michigan's right. cured. They, they have problems at every level on that offense. You uh, talk about Michigan, the only team to lose their bowl game from the Big Ten. What does this do for the offseason narrative of the Big Ten? And 
the depth of this conference. I know you talked a little bit about this in your article, possibly a detriment, having so many good teams, maybe not a great thing for the Big Ten. Look at Iowa. Okay, so if I, I put the and thank you for mentioning that article, because in that article I put, basically, if you take the final college football playoff rankings and, and that first screen of the top four and the first two teams out, the Big Ten has put six different teams in that first screen over the last four years. And that, that's the one, it's the one league where they have the most playoff contenders, different ones, year in, year out. I mean, Iowa was right there the one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if Nebraska gets up and running mm-hmm. with Frost, you add in another one. So how, if you have all those good teams and you have, a, you have a schedule you have to play, you guys tell me, how's the Big Ten team going to get out of that with 11-1 and record consistently, mm-hmm. let alone 12-0? and Going to be very difficult. Uh, speaking of 12-0, and 0, uh, Central Florida, now 13-0, and 0, uh, with, uh, with just a remarkable season, Bill. We know that the whole Scott Frost thing is great that he was you know, willing to go back. It was better that they were willing to have him, knowing that him and the entire staff were going. Uh, historical season, yet uh, the final poll comes out, or the one uh, that was released uh, prior to the Bulls being announced, and there, were, there was a three-loss team listed ahead of them. It just seems to me, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, um, that the group of five is at the way that the it's the format is is in its current existence is never going to allow a group of five team uh, to participate unde- unbeaten or not. No, you're right. They won't. Not in a four team format. And it's not it's not about being right or wrong or just reality. I don't know if UCF would have beat any one of the top four teams. I you know I guess I'd like to see it. I think part of the problem. The trap that we create, too, is that every time this happens, whether it was them or Utah in 08 or Boise State, they always play a team in the bowl game that is one of those teams that can always fall back on the, well, they didn't want to be their excuse. Right, right. And, and I think that's a huge issue, too. So, you know, what if we were going to do that, why not put Ohio State against UCF? That would have been fun. Yes, yeah, that would have yeah. been fun. <laughs> yeah. A lot of different, uh, yeah, different different ways to play around with it. You know, that's a great question. Why didn't they? That may just make so much sense. It would have been fun. Oh, everybody would have eaten that matchup yeah. up because then you could have taken the team that won that and said, okay, here's the team that could have challenged, mm-hmm. you know, for the playoff bit. But here's the other part with the eight team arguments. To me, it's not about UCF or Ohio State. It's about if we're going to eight teams, you're looking at teams like Penn State and Wisconsin. And do you really want to let Penn State in the playoffs, even though they didn't win anything? I mean, that's, that's the type of team that gets in in an eight-team playoff, judging by this format that everybody's clamoring for. Are we on our way to that? I mean, there's still six more years left on the deal, but does it feel inevitable to you that we'll have that expansion date? I think two trends to watch. One would be UCF. They created this conversation, teams like Ohio State. And I think the more players skip bowls, like a Denzel Ward that skipped the New Year's Day Six Bowl, that if college football, if the ratings fall, the attendance drops, I don't think the ratings are going to be good on the title game because it's two SEC teams. I agree with you. And if all of that happens, they're going to look for a way to spice things up. And, you know, what better way to do that than make it an eight-teamer, though that will come at the expense of the current bowl system. Mm. Uh, is the biggest loser uh, the Pac-12 this entire bowl system so far? Could you make that case? Yeah, they were bad. I mean, having UC, USC get beat the way they did, although I think I have nothing to back this up, but I just 
if Sam Darnold comes back, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll put oh, it that way. Because it gives them – and with him back for another year, they'll be right back in the mix. Um, Washington was bad defensively. Um, Washington State was awful against Michigan State. So, yeah, it was a – and Stanford let TCU beat him. So that's another good piece of good, good news for the Big Ten is that when you talk about this conference pecking order, I think the Big 12 supplanted the Pac-12. But I still think the Big Ten has the best conference. It's just about – not about that, though, now. It's about best path to the playoff, and no two schools have that right now. And I'm talking about next year, too, than Georgia and Alabama. Speaking of mm. Georgia, uh, Clemson was a team that was always solid, good, talent, never could break through, finally did. Georgia, same kind of story. What's the next of those top 15-ish programs that haven't been nationally relevant for 15, 20, 30 years that's going to be the next one to break through? I think Penn State's close. Mm. I mean, they're close, but they need to learn how to finish. Like, they didn't finish Washington, didn't finish Michigan State, didn't finish uh, Ohio State. I mean, or otherwise they've probably been in the playoffs. So I think they're pretty close. It'll be interesting to see how that goes with Joe Moorhead. And I believe I made that list for us. I think they haven't won it since 1987. So, um, and then, you know, Notre Dame's still in that discussion. I think they're going to be better next year. Big win to build on, and sure did. You know, here we go, guys. I mean, we can talk about Harbaugh all summer, and we will. But they're going to be right back in the spotlight when they open at Notre Dame next year. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Bill Bender, last thing, uh, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the ratings are going to be in the tank because it is two SEC teams. Because there are fans out there that would rather cut their nose off, spite their face, just because they hate the SEC. I get it; they're sick of it. Um, the game itself promises to be pretty good, though. Don't you think we're going to get a good national championship? If you can swallow all of what you just said, right, I think these are the two best teams in the country. Well, I agree with you. They I think, are. Yeah, I mean, they, they, Georgia can run all over the place. They're very made in the mirror image. Um, the Saban smart angle's pretty good. I like Alabama in this game, um, especially if their defense plays like it did against Clemson, because that was Alabama's defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty clear. I, I told people something – I was been saying all week is I knew that game was over when it was ten three. Alabama fumbled, and then Clemson went three and out at twenty and had to kick a field goal. I said they're not getting in the end zone tonight. Mm-hmm. So if Alabama plays that kind of defense, Nick Saban will hold up another national championship trophy on Monday night. I agree with you. I'm picking Alabama as well. The Clemson defense was the one that let me down in that game. I thought that they were going to be better than they showed. Bill Bender, Sporting News. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Hey, you guys are the best. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News as we wrap up our number one. Zubin Mahente and John Miller will be here uh, as we take you right up until 2 o'clock. Trent Connor and myself, the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast. 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Everyone is talking about health care these days. America spends twice that of other developed countries on our health care system, yet our health ranks near the bottom. How can we stop spending so much and getting so little? By shifting to a system that gives more patients access to strong primary care. Primary care can help make America healthy again. To learn more about the benefits of primary care, visit www.healthisprimary.org. This message is brought to you by America's Family Physicians. At your local CVS Pharmacy, we want to make your life easier so you can focus on feeling good and saving time and money. This week only, save big on all the essentials. All vitamins are buy one, get one free. And earn $6 in extra bucks for every $15 spent on any cosmetics. Restrictions apply. See circular or cvs.com slash weekly ad for details. Feel good? Save money at your neighborhood CVS Pharmacy. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-705-7442. That's 800-705-7442. 800-705-7442. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building